0: This podcast is part of the Podcast Arcade Network. Welcome to episode 53 of Paranormal Dads. I'm your co-host, Eddie. I'm Andy. I'm Pat. Join us as we go in search of the world's monsters, myths, and mysteries right here on Paranormal Dads. All right, episode 53. We are back. It's been a little bit, but hey, you know what? We're here. That's what counts.
1: Life yeah, happens. Counts. Yeah, it happens to everybody, right? You get busy, things happen. You carve out little chunks of time when you can to do the things you love. And uh yeah, we're we're back. Episode 53. I, I have to pre-apologize if my voice cracks. It is not it is not me hitting puberty. I'm having some uh, some throat issues tonight. So uh I be forewarned. It yep. just makes you sound that much more luscious, Andy. Thank you very much, Pat. Appreciate it.
2: That luscious mire <laughs> with the smoky crackle in his voice.
1: <laughs> Pat's Pat's the one with the radio voice that has the ladies swooning over him. Oh, yeah. We're
2: swooning again on KVNO.
0: Look at that. I want Pat to read me bedtime stories. I'm not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> paranormal yeah. bedtime stories with paranormal dads. Um so yeah it's been a while uh we're all back in in good form uh where we're at at least things are warming up the snow
2: is melting away you know we that got it I'm I'm very excited about that this cold weather was really starting to get to me
1: I uh I took my dog for a long walk today and there's so much melting snow we dang near needed a boat to get down the path man it's almost flooded in certain parts and you know here I am one of the paranormal dads and I'm out there on this trail it's you know it's in the city but it's it's kind of nature y out there. And I keep looking left and right and looking over my shoulder. I've been listening to so many podcast episodes about the dog man. I'm half expecting a werewolf to jump out and, you know, walk down the path towards me. You guys heard yeah. of dog man? Oh, we're familiar. I oh, think. We've, we've heard
2: of him. That's for sure.
1: Werewolf. I can't get enough of it, man. I listen to this these werewolf stories as I'm falling asleep at night. And that explains why I am the way I am.
0: Listen, some people count sheep we count chupacabras and dog men and
2: werewolves and, <laughs> um, uh, we're, we're,
0: and we're, we're talking glad about to be back. glad we're talking about dog man not dog comma man <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole different whole different thing
1: um well yeah without further ado uh, should we jump in i'm i'm on bat for uh recent sightings this week boys and i have i have two of them for you actually coming up next Okay. Uh true to form. Uh I, I don't just have two recent sightings. I what I meant is I have two different topics that I'm going to talk about this time. I, I feel like we've been doing this a lot lately. We're sandwiching uh like double deckers and triple headers into each segment, trying to give all of you as much bang for bang for the buck as we possibly can. Right. Which so is free. As
2: much oh. in the hour as we can.
1: Which is, is the, the high bad. high price of free. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Look at Eddie stroking his glorious mustache there. We're we're uh yeah. <laughs> we're recording this uh, remotely from our own homes and uh, i can see eddie on the camera and uh man you you grow that out in about another inch you're gonna have to get some of that mustache wax and kind of tip the ends upward like a like a noble gentle sir i think i need a monocle
0: yeah, who was the guy
2: in roadhouse with patrick swayze is that sam shepherd sam elliot yeah you got a sam elliot going there dude
0: thanks buddy
1: I'll get a photo. I'll put it up on the we'll site. We'll have
2: to put a picture up.
1: Be like, yay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we digress. Nah, we We anyway. digress. Yeah. Recent sightings. And and as always, I'm taking liberties with the definition of the word recent, but I recently uh, made a Facebook post on my business page, uh psychic medium, Andy Myers, if anyone cares to check it out. But, you know, it was one of those nights. I, I just didn't know what to post. So I, you know i was looking for some ghost stories and i said hey what's the weirdest thing you've you've seen or experienced lately and you know through through the comments that came in i saved a couple good ones and and we do this admittedly i've done this before every few months we'll use this as a recent sighting but you know as as people who enjoy good stories of the paranormal i mean this is straight from the horse's mouth these are people with first hand encounters Uh, everything from messages from heaven to ghost stories to uh, a little bit of everything. So I'm just going to read a couple of these and we can discuss them if that's all right with you boys. Yeah. sounds Good. All right. Lady named Linda wrote in, said I had bought an estate sale home. It had a partially finished basement with cable for TV. I bought an elliptical trainer and set it up there. I would move the, the trainer around the room rearranging because I thought I needed to. And then one day while on the trainer, I heard a very loud voice in my head telling me, look in the ceiling. So it was a tiled drop ceiling, she says, and she ignored it several times thinking, you know, what the heck? That's weird. And then finally, she pushed aside the tile directly over her head while on the trainer because she was high up enough to do so. Mm -hmm. She found a canvas bank bag laying on an adjacent tile that contained a coin collection of super, super old coins. Oh my gosh. Nice. So, listen to the voices in your head people. That's the moral of the story. It could be, you know, who knows? Maybe it was her uh relative in heaven trying to tell her that. Maybe it was a guardian angel, but it's kind of a uh, you know, it's it's odd and it had a <laughs> it had a payoff quite literally. <laughs> you know, yeah. all
0: this is going to make me do now. Is just like chug a monster and start throwing my fist through drywall just to look for <laughs> one of <the> coin collections. <laughs> and he
2: gets out the sledgehammer and just starts tearing his new house apart.
0: Like, you, can't, <laughs> you can't do that. Your name's not Kyle. <laughs> <laughs>
1: he goes crazy. It almost reminds me of just like losing his mind, almost like a Richard Dreyfus in Close Encounters movie. You know, this yeah, means that, something. <laughs> this means something. You guys come over. My
0: entire walls just looks like just like like a checkerboard of holes just thrown through it.
1: All, <laughs> all he finds is a penny from 1947. Exactly. I, I listen to the voices in my head. That's right. <laughs> oh, so another another girl named Summer wrote in and she said, after my dad died, my mom gave my son some of my dad's clothes. My mom had gone to stay with family out of town and asked me to check on her house. When I went in, a picture of my son when he was little, it was a picture of her son with her dad and it had been moved from the office across the house to the dining room table. She says, mm-hmm. I asked my mom why she had placed that picture on the dining room table. And she said she didn't, uh, no one had been in the house. Uh, in the so in the picture, she says, my son and dad were wearing similar sweaters <laughs> and I am convinced dad moved the picture. And it was his way of letting me know that he knew my son had been wearing some of his clothes. I have numerous encounters like this, and I'm blessed to be a sensitive person to see spirits. That's awesome. That's kind of heartwarming. You
2: know, just kind of acknowledging that he's still around and and aware of what's going on.
1: Yeah, totally. If you guys ever find, you know, misplaced items in your house, like, you know, you find it in a place you didn't leave it. Of course, you both have teenagers. So they're probably going (laughs) to say, (laughs) yes.
2: Yeah. If I find something where it doesn't belong, I usually figure, well, either I left it there or one of the kids moved it. So it's a pretty common occurrence in my place.
0: I have had the the occurrence where you have an item that just goes missing. And is it you money? Look, I, is it money? It's anything? usually money. Oh, lately. Yes. <laughs> no, but like, uh, let's just say, like, um, your wallet or just something, you know, and you look for it and you can't find it. And so for me, I've noticed this. I just get kind of quiet. Like before, you get kind of frantic. You're like, where is anything? Why is my life a mess? And um, more often than not, it just turns up sometimes in the exact place that I was looking originally. And that over time, I almost started taking that as like a little message to like slow down and like, look around me because like, man, I know, I know I flipped, flipped open that couch cushion. It's upside down still, you know? (laughs) And, and why, you know, it's interesting when those things happen for sure.
1: Yeah. And you know, it's, at last we checked, anyway, Eddie's sane. So, you know, yeah. it's common sense. If it wasn't there and then it's there, you might have yourself a paranormal happening. It's being debated still, but I'm still sane. <laughs> As of tonight. Uh, another lady named Deb wrote in and she said, uh, my dad passed away. My daughter was doing a video in memory of his life. Uh he he loved it. so her dad loved attention. She he he loved to to be the center of attention and when they were sitting on the living room uh ready to watch the video her daughter said in a ceremonious style that dad would have loved uh she said pops are you ready for the show and all of the sudden the large house plant on the floor right next to the tv began shaking uh she says she says we were shocked she said uh they all said out loud pops do it again and at that time, a large leaf bent down like someone took their hand and pushed it down to the ground. Uh, There's no doubt that Pops was right there showing us uh, how much he loved the video of his life. And uh, he was there to make sure that we knew it. Wow. That's amazing. It'd give you goosebumps, right? I tell you, especially when you get a repeat,
0: when, when something yeah. happens and then you're like, all right, do that again. And then it happens again.
2: And it's, you know, physical evidence. You can actually see something. Change, changing changing form or moving being moved
1: well you yeah, can rule out wrong. coincidence if if the presence is following directions like do it again and then it happens again it's it's proof that they can hear you and they're willing to play along with your game right right that's a great uh, story Rhonda wrote in saying uh, there used to be a home in the country near Roca Nebraska you guys ever heard of Roca Nebraska I'm not familiar yeah I know
0: I know of Roca Roca Berry Farms Oh, okay. Roka's over kind of like a little bit south more of Lincoln. Like, like
1: For our s- listener in Australia, this means absolutely nothing. <laughs> I know. He's like, Eddie, stop. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so there's a, a a home in the country near Roca, Nebraska, that decorated their home for Christmas. Uh, people would come from all around to drive past it. Apparently it had a lot of lights and everything. Uh, Rhonda says one year we had just gotten done admiring the home and noticed something hovering in the sky. We and many others stopped to view it. It had bright lights and just stayed in the same spot for about 20 minutes. And then it was gone in a flash. Everyone talked to each other to make sure that they all saw the same thing. And they were all positive that they had just saw a UFO. Wow. I love that stuff. I love it. Uh and so and there was a comment on that comment somebody named Elizabeth responded and said uh hey Rhonda I saw the same type of thing out there once when I was driving to school in the 1990s same same area same area wow that's not far from here is, is it, is it just a half hour 45 minutes uh i'd say it's probably
0: closer to an hour plus but it's an hour you know you go, go towards lincoln and just keep going um it's it's a little south i believe and yeah, it's 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 a little town in the middle of you know the country, but well, sounds next like it could
2: be a road trip for us. It definitely we, does we've been we've been you know trying to trying to put one together, haven't been able to do it lately, but uh. <laughs> what,
1: what was it uh three or four weeks ago I I reached out to Eddie and Pat. It was kind of last minute. I only gave you guys like a week's notice and I was like, Hey, do you wanna do you wanna go to Wisconsin and look for dogman with me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we couldn't make I, it work. What? I wanted I, to, yeah.
2: My sisters are up there, so I totally could have ha- found a place for us to stay, but you know, it just could not work it into the schedule. I think I was working that weekend, and uh, I've know. got some doctor stuff going on. That that uh, kind of you never know when appointments are getting scheduled, scheduled, and that yeah. sort of thing. So,
1: it's so just as well we didn't go anyway, because it ended up being super icy and super snowy and cold. So we might not yeah. have made it back. Been eaten by dog <laughs> man up in Wisconsin. <laughs> That's one way to go. So this, I think check it was shortly this, after that we
2: went into the deep freeze here. You know, it was <laughs> below zero for two weeks.
1: Yeah, Ugh. it was cold, man. It was it so, was quite literally it was arctic air. You know, dropped down yeah. and swept uh, throughout the Midwest. Check check out this story, guys. This one this one was uh, synchronicity or coincidence, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Deanna said. I have a strange I have strange coincidences happen all the time, so much so that even my skeptical husband now believes that there's more than just coincidences going on. And she said, here's one of my faves. I was at a thrift store and came across a 1950s baby book, and it was loaded with pictures from birth to college. I got this feeling that I needed to buy it and return it. Um, I located and contacted the son of the deceased man that it belonged to. Uh, He didn't know it existed, and I found it on his birthday. (laughs) He had a hard time with his father's death and had been asking for a sign that his dad was okay. He said it was the best gift he had ever received. Yeah.
0: Man, see, those synchronicity, those events that kind of line up. It just, it defies statistical probability, doesn't it? It really does. I mean, when do when does certain things start to become a repeating pattern that you have to kind of start taking a look at? And there's a thing that uh that I've been saying even now lately uh, with with hey, I get to drop this one with my girlfriend.
1: Hey, look ah. me.
0: There's happy this, for uh, you, buddy. So happy thanks, for you, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Uh, there's this uh, thing that uh, we've been saying back and forth, and it's like, um, at, at what point does it become, you know? S- synchronicities and also serendipitous and you know when the the intersection of destiny versus you know chance and those things and uh, at some point you just kind of kind of shrug and go ah I hear you I hear you universe I, yeah. I, I I'm going along with this now you know
1: it's it's proof that there's some order among life's chaos right certainly you know, to to be at the right place at the right time to see to see, you know, personal meaning in things, and and you know, like, what are the odds out of all the thrift stores, out of all the items, she finds this thing on the guy's birthday, you know? Wow. So that's
2: that's pretty wild. It's
1: it's right. crazy. So here's yeah. here's one more comment uh, for this recent sightings uh, segment, uh, and this is actually a friend of mine who used to uh, she used to be a radio DJ here in Omaha, and she uh, since moved out to Arizona, but she said. New Year's Eve night, I was sitting under the stars by a warm fire. It was a clear night and dark beside the fire. And then I see this beautiful blue ball of light shoot across the sky. And she said she's convinced it's aliens. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know, and okay, you live out in the desert in Arizona. <laughs> Eddie, Eddie looks crazy. <laughs> You're trying to make your hair look like a uh, Giorgio Seleucidus from uh, yeah. <laughs> Ancient Aliens. <laughs> It was the alien.
2: It's pretty close, too. It's
1: pretty close, Dang, dude. Not too far yeah. off. You get about two more inches on there. You'll you'll you could you could go for him as a Halloween, actually. I
0: should I should do that <laughs> meme <meeting> for Halloween guy. <laughs> <Got it. laughs> anyway, sorry, derailed you. Uh
1: I was just saying Jenny knows the difference between she knows what a shooting star looks like. Okay. Right. This wasn't a shooting star. Uh and she says it's aliens, and uh, I'd be I'd be inclined to believe people, you know. Again, you you, you You got to take a person's credibility and and she's credible. She's not crazy. And uh, a lot of aliens, a lot of UFO sightings out there in the Southwest desert. Think of the location. Yeah. You know,
2: you've got Area 51 right down there. And then also uh, Phoenix is well known for the Phoenix lights. And that was probably the largest, one of the largest mass sightings on record.
0: Yep. It's one thing if you got one or two people or even you know, a handful of people, but you have literally thousands of people reporting the yeah. same thing. You're like, well, I guess the jig is up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm clean.
2: But um, never mind. It was just flares. That's all it oh, really yeah,
0: was. Oh, quick. <laughs> anyway.
1: Well, uh, Jenny's comment about uh, UFOs is, is uh, leading me to the last part of our recent sightings. Speaking of UFOs, did you guys hear about the the recent sighting where the American, this was like last week, it was last Sunday, the American airlines pilot saw a possible UFO flight r- flow right, right over their plane. Um, this was, this was on various news outlets. This got published all over the place. So the article says FBI is quote aware of American airlines, possible UFO spotting, but they stopped short of coming, um, stopped short of confirming investigation. So, so this was uh. In northeast New Mexico uh, last Sunday, I believe it was, but a pilot was maneuvering a plane bound for Phoenix, Arizona. He was coming from Cincinnati, Ohio, and spotted a quick moving, unusual flying object uh, above them. And there was a radio transmission that, of course, recorded what they were saying. Uh, American Airlines actually confirmed to news outlets that the audio transmission was from flight uh, 2292. Uh, They refused to comment on anything else, pretty much saying, check with the FBI if you have questions about this. Um, Uh Yeah. So what the guy said after it flew over the aircraft uh, there and you can you can look this up and maybe we could even find a way to insert this into the audio. But have any targets up here? We just had something go
0: right over the top of us that. I hate to say this looked like a long, cylindrical object that almost looked like a cruise missile type of thing, moving really fast
2: that went right over the top of us.
1: Now, American Airlines has confirmed that radio transmission. Uh, Pilots in this country are not known to see things. You know, they see pretty well, Uh, and this comes. Uh, Just a year after the Pentagon released three videos of unidentified flying objects, you may know them as UFOs, recorded by Navy fighter pilots. It also comes in the same year as an astronomer at Harvard named Avi Loeb says, affirmatively, aliens have visited. Not kidding.
0: Maybe it's some Martians upset that we're spending all that time on their
1: planet. It could be. I mean, but, but the, the fact we're spending billions to search for alien life, I mean, NASA also believes there is a chance and some people say it's already happened. He, uh, the pilot said it was talked to, uh, the, the control tower and he said, quote, we just had something go right over the top of us. I hate to say this, but it, it looked like a long cylindrical object that almost looked like a cruise missile type of thing, uh, moving really fast and went right over the top of us. And, uh, Of course, uh, air traffic control said they, uh, you know, they they couldn't confirm anything. And uh, it's it's interesting. It just it it's cool to hear stories like this, but it gets to a point where, you know, it just leaves you feeling frustrated. (laughs) Like, why can't the aliens just land in the middle of Times Square and just wave? a How do you do? You know, they're there. They're here. They're here. I just don't know. I, I mean, is there some sort of cosmic law that says they can't? interfere with us or make their presence known deliberately
0: you know there's so many thoughts out there i mean we and we read them all it's like you know they're so advanced they don't care we're ants uh there's a there's a cosmic galactic alliance that we're actually a part of and our government knows and we don't because we're a bunch of worker bees and (laughs) (laughs) like yeah
2: i think of the old man sitting by the side of the road in close encounters of the third kind with his you know, handmade cardboard sign that says "Stop and be friendly." <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I think they are friendly because if they're not, they could have they could have absolutely just blown our planet off the face of, <laughs> blow our Earth off the face of the Earth. Is that a thing? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> they could have hurt us a long time ago, but they haven't yet. So, oh yeah, I. Anyway. It's a, interesting. I mean, like, yeah,
0: I. We could talk about this for the
1: next ten years and just be. Still going. Yeah, talking in circles. But anyway, <laughs> there's there's a genuine recent sighting as a little addendum to the UFO comments on my Facebook page. So there you go. A little bit of ghost stories, some synchronicities, some lights in the sky. And uh that's all I've got for recent sightings this week, boys. All right, thanks, Andy. Well, thank you, Andy. And right, here so we go. Coming up next is Pop Culture and the Paranormal. And I think Mr. Pat is on for this one, correct? I'm ready to pop. It's time for
0: pop culture. And the paranormal.
2: So this time around, um, recently, I think as soon as uh, or as recent as last weekend, we had an event here in Omaha uh, called the uh, uh, Home and Garden Show. And this is also the time of year I start thinking about uh, another annual event. Uh, called the Boat Sports and Travel Show that's always here in the the Omaha metro area, and uh, it always gets you kind of your brain spinning and thinking about springtime. And so I thought what I'd I'd do is to look into paranormal themed convention shows that that could be going on this time of year as well. And and I come to find out there's there's kind of a mixed bag, especially with with the whole covid thing going on there's there's some shows that have been canceled others that are are scheduled to just they're going to go on but they're going to go on later in the year others have moved to more of a virtual type format so i figure i'd go down the list of some of the, the some of the interesting ones i found and uh we can just kind of discuss some of these uh, the first one is down in uh, savannah georgia it's called of the Haunted Savannah Paracon. This is actually going to be the first ever Paracon event. Uh, that one's been rescheduled to September of 2021. So um, they bill it as a fun-filled paranormal weekend with special guests, lectures, Q A's, crystals, vendors, and haunted objects. They'll have two paranormal investigations at historic 1800s locations and haunted ghost tours, an illusion act, and more. So. They actually brought some pretty big names in for this one. Uh, A guy by the name of Dalen Spratt. He's from the show, The Ghost Brothers, uh, as seen on the Travel Channel. And he's also on TLC and Destination America. Um, And also a couple of my favorites, Greg and Dana Newkirk. They are uh, best known as the curators of the world famous traveling museum of the paranormal and the occult. And also a new documentary series called Hellier, which you can watch on um, uh, Amazon Prime, has it. Yeah, yeah, it's on. So, Prime. so um, that'd be pr- pretty cool to see those guys. Uh, I know they do a lot of shows and conferences and things like that.
1: Georgia's—I mean, Georgia is a pretty haunted state in general. I mean, you think of Georgia and you think of the kind of swampy, moss-covered trees. You know, you got down there on the old plantations and a lot of weird energy yeah it's a lot of yeah, very so historic state yeah
2: weird energy of course you know a lot of the battles of the civil war were fought in and around georgia and and uh so uh and a lot of ghosts filmed, lurking around down there
0: they also filmed walking dead there as well oh did they yeah the whole show has been filmed in georgia this whole time
2: and the Dukes of Hazzard as well. And the gosh darn <laughs> Dukes of Hazard
0: Book boys are in trouble again. Here we go.
2: <laughs> Just jump it with your
0: car. It'll be fine. <laughs> Old Bo Luke stole Sergeant Queeg Strawberries. <laughs> 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 going to be in trouble.
2: Anyway. <laughs> um, if you want to go more westerly and northerly, you can go to the Oregon Ghost Conference And uh, an event they're putting on this year called Ghost Week. And I think they're kind of taking a kind of a play on terms, kind of like Shark Week. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is actually going to be a virtual event. And it's set for March 21st through the 28th. And um, the uh, 2021 Ghost Conference that was supposed to take place at the Seaside Civic and Convention Center in Seaside, Oregon, will now take place. Mostly virtually, the conference will present a week-long event called Ghost Week. Um, they hope to still offer some ghost tours in Seaside and Astoria, which I've always wanted to go to. Astoria, uh, home 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 base for the Goonies, by the way.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say.
2: And yes. um, for those who still want to take a trip to the beach, you know, you can still head out that way, and uh, they might have some some tours going on there. So that'd be Plus, you're right out there in Squatchland. You could go, uh, you know, one, one of the forests out there and and do some squatching. And
1: oh, dude, I I've been to Astoria, Pat. It's it's beyond gorgeous. One of the more, most beautiful. Just the whole Pacific Northwest. You know, the yeah. the the. I was in the Ho Rainforest in in Washington and uh, Astoria. You know, you you get onto some of those winding uh, coastal roads, you know, and, and I remember being up there and had to pee really bad, but gas stations weren't, you know, nowhere to be found. So, you you know, you pull off on some of these logging roads, you know, and to relieve yourself, it is so whisper quiet in those forests. I mean, you, I found myself literally looking over my shoulder as I'm going to the bathroom because you just, (laughs) you just expected there to be a Bigfoot. It was super squatchy.
0: It's so oh. weird. I'd never, I'd never been at the Pacific Northwest, but anybody who's listened or whatever, I grew up a good chunk of my life in upstate New York um, at the uh, base of the Adirondack mountains, which, you know, is still pretty squatchy. Yeah. Um, more Canadian like than anything else, little Canadian joke there, but um, <laughs> it's not as humid and like, like arid as maybe the Pacific Northwest is it's just more cold. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, but uh, same thing, guys. Like you were saying, like you get out there into that those forests that are at the base of those mountains, and eventually you're kind of like, I'm getting looked at.
2: <laughs> Somebody's <laughs> watching me. <laughs> Someone's
0: watching me. Go to the bathroom. <laughs> get out of here. Well, what I noticed, and I don't know if you guys noticed this, there's times you go out in those forests and you hear. Bert, we had that on our Bigfoot hunt that we can almost talk about now.
1: <laughs> almost. <laughs> Because our what our confidentiality that, waivers are about to expire. <laughs> that statue of limitations
2: is coming up fast.
1: <laughs> yeah. Was it um, five years? Was that what it was? It was five
2: oh. years. Yeah. yeah. What, what's it been, Miles? Four years? Has four, it been four or years? change.
1: Years? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, but if, if you remember, there's times where we'd be walking around and you the birds would be just chirping away and they're ignoring us. And there's pockets we get into and they would just shut up. Just
1: yeah. That's the telltale like, sign. There's an apex predator somewhere nearby. Yeah. Something's going on anyway.
2: Of course, they could have just been looking at Eddie too.
1: <laughs> That's it. That's a little he's, big foot. Look at him. He's so hairy. He's one of us.
2: <laughs>
0: one of us. One. Of, I get carried off. Guys. <laughs> this isn't funny.
2: So, uh, so speaking of uh, the Adirondacks and then the East Coast, you could go to uh, the 2021 New England ParaFest. Uh, it will be coming to the Kittery Community Center April 10th and 11th in Kittery, Maine. Uh, this two-day event features presentations and vendor tables, and um, some of the topics they're going to uh, explore during their their breakout sessions are America's Stonehenge, the haunted USS Salem, which I assume is like a haunted ship. Um, they're going to show a documentary called "The Soul of Sea," uh, the soul of the sea witch followed by a Q and a, um, a Connecticut paranormal research team will be there. Uh, a, uh, person by the name of Kristen Evans will be there to speak on the Bridgewater triangle, which is something I've always wanted to kind of break out as a main mystery for our show, uh, which is just kind of this creepy area out on the East coast, um, like New York, New Jersey, uh, kind of out in that neck of the woods where just strange things have happened. Um, they're, they're also going to have some Bigfoot researchers, um, uh, some, some, it sounds like more local authors and uh, radio and TV hosts. So it uh, sounds like a <laughs> I good like, time.
1: I like the variety. It's like, uh, it is. Yeah. I want a booth of UFO. Yeah, sure. UFO. Yeah. Bigfoot. Yeah. Sure. you got the chupacabra yeah. tent. You got the, you know, Abominable snowman people, and you know, exactly. the
2: more the merrier. <laughs> Four fifteen to five o'clock, we got demonology. Bob, <laughs> Baba Yaga's coming in at two
0: forty-five. <laughs> He's only here for fifteen minutes. Better hurry up. <laughs> uh,
1: you know, this is really ironic timing that you're doing this for a uh, for a pop culture today, Pat. Like literally just a couple hours ago, I was informed that um, a local uh, health health expo or paranormal expo of some kind here in Omaha is, uh-huh. is trying to round up, uh, you know, people to, to host a booth and, and, uh, speakers and the, the organizer of the event reached out to my office to see if I wanted to be one of the featured speakers. Um, uh-huh. but it's, it's in, uh, it's just in a couple months and I'm, man, I, I just, I'm just not quite ready to be around that many people. Yeah.
2: You oh, know, we, we, we went, we went into a restaurant tonight, you know, thinking, Oh, let's just kind of test the waters. And, uh, It was just a little too crowded for my my liking, although um, my my wife and daughter have both been fully vaccinated now as of today. So uh, but uh, but still, I'm 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 still taking my you know, it's Russian roulette when you go out there. And uh, I, I wore a mask a good chunk of the time I was in the restaurant. (laughs)
1: <laughs> i'd be i'd be like putting mozzarella sticks <laughs> underneath my mask i'd be eating with my mask on.
2: <laughs> i think i need to you're wash just, my mask after this
1: yeah. you're
0: just pouring marinara in the crack between your face and the mask <laughs>
1: my, my my daughter's Matt. guy did that actually my brother came in town and he, i mean they've been super super careful so you know if we had couple family members over we all wore masks you know for my brother's sake mostly and my daughter sky she's sitting at the table with her mask on and she's eating pistachios. she's just throwing them <laughs> over the over the nose piece down the hatch and like funneling them down into her mouth i'm like it's pretty genius kid there you go <laughs> yeah. there you go yeah
2: so uh, there's another one uh there's one going to be in arkansas called the arkansas paranormal expo Uh, It's a benefit supporting the MacArthur Museum of Arkansas Military History. And yes, it is Douglas MacArthur. Um, Apparently the the building, which was built in 1840, is listed on the National Register of Historic Places and is the birthplace of General Douglas MacArthur. Hmm. And so uh, this event is raising funds to help preserve the building. Uh, The expo has grown to be the biggest and most popular event of its kind in Arkansas. The ape ape i love that acronym for the arkansas paranormal expo organizers are adding even more vendors and speakers subjects such as ufos bigfoot cryptozoology psychic phenomena and ghost hunting will take the stage providing in-depth education and intriguing insight
1: man there's a lot man. of these around the country there's just hundreds and hundreds i i and they man they can uh you know, in terms of variety, it's kind of nice. I tell you what, as a as a business owner who's had a booth at some of these expos, man, they 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 can get kind of pricey if you want to represent your business and you know uh, hand out some business cards at these things. I'm sure the price has been dropped a little bit due to COVID and everything, but yeah, um, it's just it's it's nice that there's so many of these things nowadays. I mean, not not just paranormal. Um, Expos, but, you know, Comic-Con and, and it seems like no matter what hobby you're into, there is an expo or, there, or there's a, you know, a convention center gathering of like minded people. It's it's kind yeah. of the beauty of today's world, all these little sub genres to that allow people weirdos like us to feel more accepted by our by our peers. Right.
2: And the funny thing is, you know, with when you talk about the paranormal, it's hot right now. It's I mean, there is so much going on. You you just have to turn on the TV and every other channel has something paranormal going on. It's it's y- y- they might as well rename the travel channel the paranormal channel. <laughs> because oh <laughs> yeah. <Dude>. That's <laughs> essentially what that channel is these days. Twenty four you know, seven. They, that's they that's all. UFOs, it is. Bigfoots, it's you know, more ghosts, of that than anything else. Know? And hey, I'm not complaining. I love it. You know, I I sit there and watch that stuff all weekend, but uh um yeah, it's it's good to know we are not alone. So Exactly. Uh, here's one try. I thought was kind of kind of interesting. The the twenty twenty-one afterlife conference. Um there uh this will be a virtual c- conference again uh this year. It was virtual last year as well. Uh it's um join us online June twenty-fourth and the twenty-seventh. Uh, the Afterlife Conference has served as an educational and social and spiritual gathering place for those seeking to learn more about death and beyond. While other conferences have followed our lead over the years, we maintain the distinction of being the original Afterlife Conference. <laughs> and um, it, they, they actually have uh, listed, you know, it sounds like this one kind of moves around. They've had it in phoenix virginia beach st louis orlando salt lake city chicago you know they just kind of move this one around um so that sounds like a,
1: a traveling interesting, con.
2: interesting time yeah
1: it's kind of like the olympics right you get a <laughs> they take turns yeah. letting people yeah. host it Yeah,
2: who gets to host it i'm sure yeah. omaha would be chomping at the bit yeah uh, this, you know to point, get some yeah. of these conferences yeah so Finally, the last one, you can't let this one go, the 33rd Ozark Mountain Virtual UFO Conference. Ooh, virtual conference. It's a virtual conference, and it's in your Eureka Springs, Arkansas, which I have to say is one of my favorite places I've ever visited. Uh, it's just this little town out in the middle of the mountains in, in Arkansas, not too very far from Branson, uh, mm-hmm. but um, it's home to uh, – one of the most famous haunted hotels Uh, you can go and take ghost tours and things there, but it's just this little quaint little town built into the side of, of a mountain basically. And uh, it's a very cool place, especially if you go in there like uh, to see the fall colors, which we we've done a few times when we lived in Kansas city. And also we had family down there for a time. Uh, So we went down to visit them. Um, the cool thing about this one, uh, this virtual conference, it's two days of speakers featuring, uh, George Nori as the keynote speaker. So he's well known as the host of coast to coast AM art Bell's former show. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, there's, uh, still a lot going on, even though, you know, we're not fully back to normal yet. Uh, keep your eyes open and you know, when you decide to test the waters, just know that uh, this stuff is out there waiting for you. And now it's time for
0: the main mystery. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the main mystery, everyone. Light your candles, sit back, put on your Bigfoot slippers. I know Andy has his on, <laughs> and get comfy. We're going to talk about something that I've been doing. And as Andy pointed out, this is a, this is a personal main mystery. Um, for the past almost year, I've been doing kind of a daily meditation. Part of my daily meditation has been a daily uh, tarot card pull, as, as they would say, as, as people would say. So we're going to talk about tarot cards on this main mystery and uh, a little bit of a shout out to people who may be practicing tarot. And Hey, if you have questions or are curious, I mean, I can help with some of that stuff. Um, and we can as, as as the paranormal dads and we'll just speak plain too on things that we don't understand or don't know. We'll be like, I don't know. (laughs) What do you, what do you think?
2: (laughs) Speaking of, I don't know, Eddie in layman's terms, how would you spell terror? Or tarot. Tarot? Is it is it terror? Like <laughs> ah! Ooh, terror card.
0: That's
1: a deck of them terror cards.
0: Or terror cards, as in Rip. T E A R. <laughs> uh no, Tarot. T A R O T. The T Ooh. is silent. It's it looks fancy. like Tarot. It is fancy, just okay. like me. As we've established, Beef Wellington <laughs> Fossler over here. <laughs>
2: and my mu- fancy mustaches.
0: And and fancy mustaches.
2: If you want a, your very own
0: canister of uh, Paranormal Edgar's Mustache Wax, just email us at <laughs> paranormaldads at gmail.com.
2: No, don't really.
0: <laughs> Par- paranormal <laughs> Edgar. I love it. <laughs> That'd be great if we had a Paranormal Edgar's Mustache Wax. I'm just saying, if if we do. comes in a
2: little silver tin.
0: A little silver tin. Uh, we do have Paranormal Dad stickers that uh, you can request if you uh, – Email us nicely and ask for a paranormal dad sticker.
1: If you ask really nicely, Eddie will pluck out a mustache whisker and mail it Ooh. to you free of charge. Ooh. Little mustache hair in there for you.
2: So, uh, so just back like to David it. did in Australia, and we sent oh. David a paranormal dad sticker. He so, did. Hey, we're, we're we're the real deal here.
0: This sucker went overseas, <laughs>
2: and I'm sure um, David put it right on a koala.
0: <laughs> right on the back of a koala i want to have a picture of david sharing on facebook where he put his sticker as that's long as right it come show. on david
2: don't don't hold back of course he, oh. you might not we sent it ground so you might not get it till next year <laughs> <laughs> and this, the
0: irony is the sticker costs 75 cents to make it costs 17 dollars to ship yeah <laughs> so i do a daily tarot card poll and there's different formations you can pull these cards out in there's different shapes and layouts and the different layouts will kind of like allow different uh they're called spreads different spreads of cards will allow different ways to read them i do a very simple um pull i do a what they would call a two card pull some people do one card they pull one card in the day this is my card for the day and they put it down and go about their day i do a two card pull which uh and and there's so many tarot card decks there's so many. We could we could do an entire podcast on the various type of po- uh, of tarot card decks.
2: I just I just gotta ask. Do they have a Star Wars one?
1: Oh, you know they do. Oh, you I know, know they do. do. Yoda be, would be the best right? one. Yoda would be the best card to pull. If you pull a Yoda, you're gonna have a good day.
2: <laughs> yep. Yep. I won. If you pull Jar Jar though. <laughs> mm, oh that's a bad no, card. that's when not I, good. Not home, good man. for you. Stay yeah. home.
0: Yeah. If, if you pull the broiled potato version of Anakin Skywalker. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Means it's going to be a hot day. <laughs> hot. Yeah. So what, what deck do you use, Eddie? What, what version use, do you use?
0: I use, and this is not a video podcast, but I'll, I'll put a picture. <laughs> but of he's deck.
2: shown it to the camera.
0: I the Wildwood Tarot. And, and the Wildwood Tarot, uh, tarot cards that vary on the traditional deck, and the traditional deck is one that most everybody who's listening to this podcast certainly has seen or maybe even had a tarot card reading. We can all picture that kind of iconography in our head of the classical or classic tarot card deck. And the thought behind it, and this is uh, stuff that I initially learned uh, from a friend of mine back in the day, and and she was pointing out, like, you really kind of want to, pick a tarot card deck where the imagery kind of resonates with you. Like you you see the imagery and you're like, I like this imagery. It speaks to me versus some of that, the classic tarot. I don't know. It has that old, like kind of woodcut, like medieval art style to it. And some of the images don't really make much sense. They don't speak to a person. Um, And so for me, a a good friend of mine, uh, uh, Jesse recommended, I might enjoy the Wildwood tarot. And so I, I picked up a copy of it and really love it. And what it does is it takes traditional tarot cards and gives them counterparts that are tied to kind of um, European mythology and
1: folklore. So, so you mean it, like, like dragons and stuff like that?
0: Dragons and Arthurian type, type stuff and imagery and like even animals that are in uh, Europe, uh, things like that. Uh, that kind of uh, become their own kind of iconography. And even in this tarot card uh, deck, they do have counterparts that are per traditional tarot, but they tie the deck to kind of this uh, pagan Celtic wheel of a cycle of a year so that each house of cards kind of ties into a specific season um, of the year, so it's divided into four quadrants, and each suit of cards kind of has their own kind of ebb and flow for the season that we're all in.
2: Oh, that's kind of cool. So you're not pulling the same cards all year long. You've got there's there's summer cards and spring cards and fall cards. Well, not necessarily there that, are, but it,
0: yeah. So the so the meaning so you could pull it. You could pull say like a summer type card in the winter, but it would be like you are experiencing some sort of summer style event in your life, even though it, everybody else is having, you know, we're in the time of winter. I, I'm kind of breaking it down, but, um, but the idea with this, the reason behind this is because, and we're all experiencing the same, you know, globe crushing pandemic that we're all in the same boat here. Uh, and for me personally, this is where it gets a little personal. It became a way for me to do kind of a daily timeout meditation Kind of reflection on what i'm kind of going through you know yeah. and i do mine in the morning because it gives me a chance to kind of just live my day and then at the end of the day kind of reflect on the cards that i drew that morning mm-hmm. uh, and kind so, of just kind of
1: yeah. so you said you you pull two cards eddie so is is what are the, what do they represent is like one um do you get to choose whichever one you like best or does one oh. represent the morning and the at ones for the evening how does that work I'm glad you. I'm glad you said something, Andy. So with the two card pull, uh, what I would this
0: like what it represents, at least from the people that I've kind of studied under, is that I'm going to draw a picture. Uh, the two card pull kind of is like an arrowhead, and so the first card, card number one, would be the base of the arrow, and the second card is the tip, the pointy end, if you will, the ouchy part, and. <laughs> And so uh, the idea with the two card is that if you look at your day as a directional arrow, like I am moving forward in my day, the base of the arrow of the arrowhead is the first card you pull. Mm. And the tip of the arrow is the second card. And the idea being that these cards are kind of like working together to kind of clarify the point of your day. Like this, not so much future telling. And this is where I was like, the great thing about tarot is that you can let it, you can use it any way you see fit. You could use it as a way to kind of almost as a divination tool if you wanted to. Uh, Or you could use it as more of a reflection tool to be like, I want to look at this and use these cards as a chance for me to kind of look at my day and look at parts that could have gone better. I could have been better. Whatever. What do I need? What am I experiencing? Um, and so uh, the two card pull kind of does that mo- that that motion. If you've seen Back to the Future and you have that arrow pointing that way, that's the idea of the of the of the two card spread. Is more it's more pointing you in a direction. Hmm. Um, and uh, like I said, I I do it almost a little bit of a mix of both. Maybe a little bit of divinate, a little divination light with uh with more of a reflection kind of mindset on it. Um, I've done so is a- there- Go ahead.
1: I was gonna say. So, is there, you um, and, and I, I know this. I'm like genuinely asking. I did Pat. I, I'm guessing Pat's not too familiar with tarot, and even myself as a psychic medium, I'm not at all familiar with tarot. It's just not a technique I've ever, I've ever learned about or used. So, is there like a good card? Or, you know, are there cards that are better or worse than others, or is it all about the interpretation? This is this is where I've realized that this is kind of like a skill too, like over
0: time you kind of start to kind of this sounds like you get a feel kind of for where a person's at, you know, cause I've done my own stuff and sometimes you're your own worst, uh, interpreter, you know, and I've done, this is where it gets a little bit funny. I've done uh, tarot card polls for people who I've just met, which is kind of funny. Uh, cause the subject comes up somehow in conversation and I happen to have my deck with me and I'm like, Oh, I'll do one right now if you want. Um, and we've done that. And the funny thing about it is this is a person I've literally just met and I do a tarot card poll and I talk to them about what I feel like the, what we got out of that two, two card, not a whole bunch. And I look up at this person and they got like a tears in their eyes. And I'm like, and, and in something, my mind,
1: yeah. Something hit home. You struck a nerve. Yeah, oh, totally. You know, totally. Yeah.
0: And I, and I'm thinking in my mind, I'm like, I was just reading the cards, man. <laughs> <laughs> And and so I've had that happen a handful of times uh, with uh, you know people I've met in my little journey here since last year, and and uh, some of them people I literally just met, and I'm like, well, let's let's do it; it'll be fun, you know. And in some cases, you land on some stuff with people that maybe is a little more personal than I even realized, and it's like, mm, you know,
1: yeah. uh, you're you're, in, you're a super intuitive guy, though, Eddie. I mean, I, I think everyone has varying levels of intuition, but. I've always thought you're incredibly intuitive and not to, um, <laughs> not to flatter you or, you know, turn the spotlight on you. But I, I think one of the reasons that, that makes you so intuitive, Eddie is, is you're, you're an emotional person for one. You're, you're emotionally intelligent and you kind of wear your heart on your sleeve. And in my opinion, I think psychic abilities are linked with the intuitive side on of, of ourselves. So usually, when you have somebody who's really warm and sincere and is comfortable talking about emotions and feelings, you've got a person who's going to be able to easily access his or her intuition. So, Boy, um, I appreciate that. And yeah, <laughs> you are You're super intuitive, dude.
0: So I blush. look at me blush. Um, <laughs> no it's it's actually been really beneficial to me personally and it's been kind of interesting to see people some people's reactions to it. it it's it's funny Pat you mentioned this it seems like there's almost this like awakening to the to the other world from people uh lately especially mm-hmm. uh, being more open to things that maybe aren't right there in front of their eyes you know the spiritual world the paranormal world and uh and so yeah when I've said things like yeah I do a daily tarot card poll and I unashamedly I do it. And there's more, more than more often than not, people are really interested in that. They're like, Oh, wow. Tell, talk, tell me about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so the idea being behind it is that it's really just a tool and, and it's a tool that allows you uh, as a person who's doing it or having it done for you, that uh, will just give you a little bit of a perspective on something that maybe you need clarification on. Yeah. Yes. No good bad. So to answer your question, Andy, there, in my opinion, There really are no bad cards because you could pull the death card. You could pull the death card. And a lot of people just do movies and books and stuff like the death card. That's the worst of the card. It's the last card you'll
1: ever pull, buddy.
0: (laughs) And the uh, and the uh, the imagery on the death card isn't necessarily a pleasant image. It looks kind of scary. But the idea behind it is that it could be a death of anything. It could be the death of a relationship that you needed to say goodbye to. It could be the death of a job that you need to quit. It could be, there's a lot of death and, and some of it isn't necessarily bad. And, and sometimes there are like bad, what I've noticed is not bad, but there's like, you know, people are like, is this going to be a good thing or a bad thing? And, and, you know, for people who know me personally, you know, it's been a year, (laughs) (laughs)
1: And a doozy of a year for you. Yeah.
0: And within that, what I've learned is, you know, it really is an interesting um, perspective of what is good and what is bad. You know, Um, I think it was you, Andy, who told me the story. It was like it was this old like uh, proverb from some culture where it was like this man won a horse in the lottery in a lottery in his town. And they were like, oh, look how fortunate you are. You won a horse. And he's like, oh, we'll see. And the horse got sick and they were like, Oh man, now you got a horse with, you got to pay for bills and the vet that stinks. That's bad luck. And he's like, Oh, we'll see. And like, because the horse got sick, it like clued him into some weird, like poison in his grain. So he saved the other animals and they're like, how fortunate that the horse survived. And, and then like, he fell off the horse and broke his leg and they were like, what bad luck this is. And, then there was a war, and all these guys got drafted into the army, and he didn't get drafted because he had a broken leg. And they're like, "How fortunate!" And it's like, really, it,
1: what an emotional it, roller coaster ride. Huh? No, I'm
0: like, I'd be really sad. Period. Um, but that guy's got bad luck.
2: Now but I know why I don't ride horses.
1: Don't ride horses. That's, the that's that's what Pat got from the story. Man, I'm never getting yeah. on a horse.
2: <laughs> I'm just staying away from the horses.
0: They're like giant dogs. Um, but the idea being is really, it's like, and this sounds so like, but things feel really rotten when you're going through them until you're through them. And then you have the hindsight and then you can be like, you know, it's the classic. If you're going through hell, just keep going. Yeah. Um, but with, with these cards, I mean, there are cards that look really ominous. And they could probably feel that way if you're currently going through a thing. But the perspective to have sometimes and as much as you can have is, you know, maybe this thing that's happening that feels bad is going to be good for you
1: if you've given enough time, you know. So so when a, when a person's picking a two card or a four card or, you know, five card spread is. Is that that's kind of an intuitive process as well, right? You're not randomly assigned these cards. You you let your fingers kind of guide you to whatever one you feel you need to choose out of the deck that day, right?
0: Yeah, so I get a little bit more, I get a little I figured this out too, and this is where I get a little rogue, because leave it up to me to be a little rogue here. Is like as I'm doing this, I realize I'm like, this is just like church. There's no wrong way to do this, you know? And and uh so traditionally people will like shuffle the deck, stack it one stack, and they'll have you draw off the top or in some cases go into the deck and pull out where you want to. And it's in that mind that I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take this deck and I'm going to break it up into four little mini decks and then let whoever's picking pick out of those four, even randomizing it even more in a way, you know? Sure. And, um, giving that person a chance to kind of, you know, oh, wow. So I have four different. So really you're kind of given a little bit more of a, of a chance for entropy to kind of in, in, enter in a little bit. The thing that I found, the thing that really got me on the boat with the daily ta- uh, tarot was I started seeing patterns come through. And and this is where like we were talking about synchronicity and timing and, and um, you know um, coincidence and, when I was going through ostensibly some of the most worst stuff I was going through, I'm pulling these cards and I'm getting like the same cards almost every day, sometimes every other day, but certainly during that week, I'm pulling out of an you know 70 plus card deck. I want to say 76 cards, um, I'm pulling the same two like how is that and i'm shuffling the the heck out of this deck like i am not playing around i don't want to get the same cards you know
1: like we you said earlier right. it, it defies statistical probability right absolutely and i said jer-
2: you had your rain man going game going
1: i did i did <laughs> I was like, that's the he could deck.
2: read into a seven card deck
0: yeah it was crazy um <laughs> And so I started taking pictures of my cards every day just so I could kind of go back and look at look for the pattern that I would see and sure as anything there was definitely kind of this rhythmic kind of message almost coming through and this is where you know the thing the quote I was trying to come up with that uh that uh, my girlfriend and I threw at each other she said it actually was like you'll find miracles if you if you can if you can look for them
1: you know I like that it's so true it's so yeah. true P- people who look for meaning find meaning people who raise a skeptical eyebrow at every little thing they not only do they not find synchronicity and meaning it's almost a really jaded way to go through life. Like, you know, you know, look up, look down, look look all around, keep your heart, keep your eyes and your ears open. Uh, people who do, you know, you, you tend to peel the onion back a few layers deeper than your peers. Exactly. You know,
0: you know, maybe, 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 maybe we're supposed to have a little bit of magic in our lives, you know, or a lot. And uh, so anyway, uh, doing this as a daily as a daily practice, uh, it has really uh, reaped some some um, insight benefits into my life and to others as well. And and uh, I'll put a link up for the for the Wildwood Tarot. Uh, but like I said, the imagery is very cool. The art style is very neat. Uh, the cover of the book that it comes with is kind of neat. It shows uh, um this is the uh, the hooded man. And uh, the Hooded Man is one of those, like, introspective, like, you're in a time of, like, thinking and kind of puzzling and, and uh, you know, thinking about your life, where you're at. Um, what I like about this one is that there's kind of an air of hope throughout the entire deck, you know? Even with the Death card, there's, like, this air of, like, you know what? This sucks for now. <laughs> you know, it's, not like,
1: it's not all doom and gloom, you know? Well, in this... This topic we're discussing, this is ancient. I mean, not just oh. not just tarot, but tarot card-like, um, you know, uh, processes. People, you know, in, in ancient Asia reading tea leaves, um, you know, people, mystics looking into a crystal ball to try to predict the future, which that, uh, the verb of that is called scrying, by the way, when you're looking into a crystal ball. But, you know, crystal ball, tea leaves, tarot. Um, you know, things like that, human beings for as long as humans have been, human beings have been looking for ways to, to gain new insights and new perspectives about the past, the present and the future. So it's been around forever in one form or another, it will continue to be around forever. And, you know, I guarantee there's even modern day digital versions of this. Hell, there's probably an app where you can do tarot and yeah, see it's uh but it's, it's cool. It's cool. And, uh, you know, if if it benefits you, you can't say it's it's bad, right? If it's improving, if it's improving your life even in a small way, Eddie, then keep doing it, right?
0: I've said good trees bear good fruit. That's that's the, and that's not even me. It's a Bible quote right there. You put that in your, <laughs> put that in your but it's like it's serious. It's, it's like you judge something off the results, and that's and that's that's actually a science thing right there too. It's like if you are yielding positive benefits from something, then here's the newsflash: it's probably good for you. And right. And, and, uh, if you're, re- if you're, you know, yielding negative, then it's probably bad for you. Don't do that. Stop that. <laughs> and, and so, um, that was exactly my thought was like, Hey, at the end of my day, I reflect on my day. That's good. At the beginning of my day, I stop for a minute and kind of take a moment to get quiet and focus on my day. That's good too. I happen to do that using these. That's bad. No, it's <laughs> not <good. laughs>
1: You know? Well, you know, you get you get different uh, opinions, you know, uh, you know, a conservative, you know, conservative religious extremist might think it's the devil's work. But I'm going to venture a guess that most people listening to our show are pretty open minded about everything from abominable snowmen to tarot to messages from the spirit world. So we've you talked know, a little bit about everything throughout today's episode. You know, oh,
0: this is yeah. cornucopia of paranormal <laughs> power powerhouse uh i will put this out there actually i'm I, hey talk about be, receiving and, and being open to things uh i think it'd be fun to do a a live uh tarot thing on our on our facebook page for uh anybody who wanted to do that i'd be more than willing to do that for maybe you know half hour or so and go for that'd it, be, it. Like a that'd good be time.
2: fun yeah
0: just yeah.
1: Super do our own little virtual oh, event
0: i'll start with you guys t- first <laughs> all right
1: <laughs>
2: So just well, want to give a shout out to some of our uh our listeners who we've kind of uh kept in touch with over the past month or so uh reached out to us, gave us some great comments. Uh Maggie and Brianna, David, all you guys, we hope you're doing well and uh staying warm and and uh looking forward to spring just as we all are. Yeah.
0: I don't know how Australia winter works. Is it opposite us? Well, that's it's, that's it's true. Opposite. Yeah. yeah. So right now he's, he's, he's in, it's he's, he's
2: probably dreading now uh, uh, summer's probably come coming to an end. And
0: yeah,
1: like doesn't it like snow in June? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think
1: so. Well, thanks to everybody for just for listening and for supporting us. And as always, you know, uh, keep checking our social media outlets for interesting con- uh, content and. You can always reach out through uh, through email. They drop us comments, suggestions for future main mysteries, what have you. And uh, it's, it's it's a real blessing to be able to do this. So we're glad people listen.
0: Yeah. No, we're, we're, this is fun. And like Andy said, you know, life kind of gets a little nutty, but we're always going to make time for this and we enjoy it. And we'll keep, making, we'll, we'll keep making these fun podcast episodes.
1: All right. Shout out to everyone at freesound.org for providing us with some of the uh, some of the music and some of the, uh, sound effects that we use and, uh, anything else, boys.
0: Just check us out on, uh, Instagram, uh, uh, Twitter and the old Facebooks. We've been having some people message us through those, uh, different platforms and that's been fun. And also I said this once on, uh, on our Instagram, but check us out. We are on Spotify and I know a lot of podcasts have moved to Spotify exclusively And we are on Spotify as well and a lot of other platforms as well. So we're not, but if you like Spotify, we are most definitely there. And also, hey, recommend us to some friends uh, who you think would enjoy our stuff.
2: All right. You guys have a great week and uh, we'll see you next time.
1: All right. See you guys. Bye-bye. Bye.
0: They were like, did they take this guy to the right place? Shouldn't he be at the zoo? <laughs> meant to go to the zoo.
1: <laughs> he, he, he wakes up and he's at a dog grooming place. They're just shaving him.
0: That's <laughs> inside a kennel. It's a little labrador. This guy's
2: <laughs> supposed to be seeing Dr. Simmons, not us. Okay, now I'm ready. And go.
1: Here's my prize for the good old uh insurance company for turning 40. I gotta pay 25 extra bucks a month. Okay. Mr. Happy.
2: Major Birthday
1: jerks. <laughs> right. So from all of us
0: to all to Andy and all you listeners, let's sing him happy birthday. Right now. Happy, happy birthday, birthday to you. you. Happy. Happy birthday, birthday to you. The wag is great. Happy birthday, birthday dear, dear Andy. we will study you. He's single, ladies. Like Happy birthday,
1: birthday. <laughs>
0: you. Happy to you.
1: Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Appreciate it very much. Forty? You sure you're not more like farty? <laughs> <laughs> it will be later because I have some uh, chicken burritos waiting for me upstairs in the fridge. There it is. There you go. Yep. Thanks, guys. Yep. Appreciate it.
2: <laughs>